now arriving downtown Santa Monica Station. Hey Adam, it's time for Notes on Your Notes. I'm Adam Lesser. And I'm Joshua Townsend Zellner. Welcome to Notes on Your Notes, a podcast about the creative process and storytelling. It is, isn't it? <laughs> but it is. <laughs> it kind is. sir. <laughs> like, how long How long have we had a relationship? You and I? Well, our show's had a relationship for a year, and, and our listeners, of course. But but you and I, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I first met you in an Ann Randolph writing workshop. I want to say... I don't know the exact date, but I think it was somewhere around 2012. Mm-hmm. Does that sound right? Uh, yeah, I checked my journal entries. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Dear diary. Dear diary. Felt something I hadn't felt before. <laughs> I don't know if it was the mole on his left cheek <laughs> or, or his concentration can't be ribs. Right, right. But, yeah. Or, uh, or, or my cleft chin. Come my on. Cleft chin. Come on. Come on. Yeah, cleft chin. Handsome, handsome actor. So, yeah, so... Is um, that right, by the way? I can't remember because I know that we worked together in Anne's Work Scholar Month, but mm-hmm. I, we, I met you in a workshop prior to that. Oh. Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, Because I remember right. the people in that workshop and I remember you wrote about... Am I allowed to mention it because we were supposed to sign a confidentiality? <laughs> not sign, but we make a confidential agreement not to discuss publicly. What well, I'm, I'm giving you permission, so... I'm, I'm I very much remember the piece you wrote about being irritated with people not listening to you, your explanation about how to fill out the form uh, when they do do a lease. Oh, that's hysterical. <laughs> do you remember writing about that? I remember. I, I don't, but that's okay. You wrote It was within the larger context of, I think, some sort of relationship, uh-huh, uh-huh. a personal relationship. Uh-huh. But it was like, and at work today. <laughs> oh, you know, the, the there, inane, was, there like, were, I remember some of the... Uh, like inane questions yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, I can see a riff There was on that. that guy, Madov, was in that class. Huh. Uh, I think Beth was in that class. I don't know. Oh. Do you remember Beth? She's done sure. some work at the Marsh up north. Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, how funny. She's performed there. How funny. She's great. Yeah, you're right. And then we, we reunited at, uh, at Esalen. Yeah. And that was fun. Um, so let's just ballpark so, it. We've known each other five, six years. Yeah, so, yeah, five, six years. Um so the interesting part is, in, and before that, maybe I, I heard about you or something like that from Anne, because, you know, because sometimes Anne tells me about, you know, people that are coming into class. Right? Uh-huh. And so then, and then you and I both also have a certain um, sort of cultural background that's s- similar, you know? Well, you're, you're a halfie, right? I'm a halfie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm <laughs> you're, you're a full breed, half breed, whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, no, I, I actually didn't mean it that way because some of, um, there are a lot of, but you weren't raised Jewish. No, I would definitely yeah. was not raised Jewish. No. That's more yeah. what I meant. Yeah, yeah. Because I have a number of friends who are, feel extremely Jewish to me. Yeah. Um, whose one parent was converted, became Jewish. Mm-hmm. But that's probably why, because the par- parent went through the conver- conversion process, whereas oh, right. your mother did not. No, she didn't. No. She went the other way. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> she mm. was quite into... She's a Christian scientist. Right. Absolutely. And uh, brought up in Catholicism. 
mm. in a predominantly Catholic world down in Panama. Panama. But originally from Spain and all that world. Oh, originally Spain, Spanish. Spanish, Italian, that kind of world. Joshua. Varolino. Varolino. Is that her maiden name? Uh, no, well, her real maiden name is Townsend, but, but the other name was Valerino, like the one right behind it. How did she get become a Townsend if because she's from be- Spain? Well, because her her dad was from Jamaica, and he, his last name was Townsend. Was he British? Yes. How did you know? Oh, so... But but really, the, 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 the maternal lineage went back through, like, Spain and, and Italy, because, you know, they share a border. So you're actually a quarter Panamanian. Actually, I'm not really Panamanian at all, because if you're, you're really Panamanian... You're a quarter Latino. Probably, or more. Well, because... Your father is Jewish, right? Your mother, Russian your Jewish, mother's but, father, would right. have been British, <laughs> right? But, your but, but British Jamaican, kind of like a. I combo just want to make sure you tick the right box in yeah. your college application yeah, and not right. disadvantage anyone else. Oh, nice <laughs> call. But yeah, so so yeah, that lineage, uh-huh. yeah, a core, I, yeah, I am I am partly Latino or Latina or however you say it. If my Spanish was better, I would know. Uh, yeah, you're, you're. I mean, I'm sure you could happily self-identify as Latino if you wanted. Mm-hmm. Well, Valerino, mm-hmm, right? Valerino, or was it that? No, that's Italian. Sounds very Italian. That's that, no, you're right. That's Italian. I think another last name was Lopez. That gets exciting. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, the whole point of all of this, uh-huh. why we're going off on yeah. this little tangent, yeah. uh-huh. is because. When does a relationship start? Conception. <laughs> um, just kidding. Oh, uh, that was fun. But yeah, so in terms of you looking at relationships in the, in the largest sense of the word and the smallest senses of the word in relationship to <clears throat> um, the creative work, you could say what well, the relationship does. The relationship start when you when you meet physically. Does the relationship start when you talk on the phone or have a text? Does a relationship start when you first hear about the other person? Mm. And you start getting, you know, impressions and thoughts and feelings about this person you're going to meet. Or is, are we going to end up talking about the singularity? <laughs> I feel no, like that's where this is going. No, no, it's no. like in the future when we're all uploaded. When when does true friendship begin? So <laughs> when we're on the same chip. So this is this is this is about here now. Adam, stay in the room with me here. <laughs> For stay those of you room. who don't know what the singularity is, I'm going to butcher this, okay. but I believe mm-hmm. it's what a lot of tech people talk about is the moment when we trans become immortal when our personalities and our essentially our consciousness when our brain is uploaded to a network right and it can live there forever and yeah, yeah we can borrow bodies and just yeah. download I'm, upload at will yeah yeah and as human beings we've seen the power of tech people to manifest what they want so i actually believe this will eventually happen okay yeah and some people are like wow i don't really Make want take that three thousand years but yeah i don't really want that to, i've heard people talk about it and they're like i don't really want that to happen i don't want my consciousness what if it gets oh i know stuck people want it to happen yeah when well, some people don't people are like it sounds good until you know rubber hits the road stuck in a computer for the rest of life. but here's the point of what we're sharing for our work when does a relationship begin is this element of of how and this is ultimately where this goes it's about relationship yes but uh-huh. how can i there's two things. How long can I stay open? How long can I stay in a space where I am 
taking in the other person or taking in impressions without evaluation and with well some evaluation but with most importantly without judgment because within the judgment becomes a closing process right a, a judgment makes something fixed it's like okay so this person's an introvert this is this so p- fascinating to me josh that you're bringing this up well that's because it was based on our conversation earlier today but so just to give people context sometimes i'll show josh a photo of someone i have to interact with work professionally or anything and josh will give me their entire psychological breakdown all of their quirks everything i need to know about their personality their defenses their strengths their weaknesses mm-hmm. um, so i take the photo to swami swami josh <laughs> and it's so funny because when you tell this to me I, right. it feels so judgmental to me uh-huh. right and that's yeah. why sometimes i don't like doing it with you because i'm uh-huh. like I don't want to go into this interaction judging this person. It's right. the same reason I don't Google people. Right. Because I don't want to bring yes. I don't want to bring that into our right. relationship. Right. I don't want to make assumptions about who this person is. No history. I don't want history. Right. And right. it's fantastic. Right. Yeah. So and yeah. 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 Like, I don't know. Like when people Google people they're dating, I'm just like, why? I, I agree. It's, it's like insane to me. It's because because people have fears, doubts, and insecurities, and they want to leverage or, or hedge their bets so they can go in with more data. But that data is actually uh, actually gets in the way because I, I can't I can't really experience the and person in front of me without having a filter. And the data they see is always a reflection of their own issues. How they how they, they interpret conf- the data. Right. Well right. They yeah. confirm their fears. Yes. Or they confirm their idea of what they want the other person. To yeah, they're, they're either their fantasy or their or the or or the part they reject right. within themselves. Right. Absolutely. And so, my original point is like, what's so interesting <laughs> is when I do these breakdowns, and and then after you do these entire breakdowns of people like breaking out this poor person's uh-huh. like deepest darkest wounding from childhood. Yep. Then you're like. The important thing is just to be completely open. That's right. (laughs) Just to be completely open. That's right. To what shows up and how long can we, how long can you stay open, Josh? Right. Exactly. (laughs) And it looks, it looks uh, 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 diametrically opposed, right? But, but in actuality for me, how I experience it is, is, is I can go into either one of those spaces at will. Like if I want to, if I want to, I can go into an open space and keep open and keep receiving and keep receiving and keep receiving. And it's actually like something that I've worked on for quite a while in terms of it is like, can I draw and I'm aware of a judgment that comes up and I go, okay, drop the judgment, stay present, stay, stay with what is and keep open, keep us, keep, keep allowing. Mm-hmm. And the problem is, is that as a culture, and also personally, we, we tend to want to rush to judgment. Yeah, well, we, like, we're not a culture built around listening. <laughs> yeah, right, listen, but authentic listening, true yeah. listening, both ear listening, stereo. So that's, and I'm not saying I do it 100% of the time because I don't. But so you're telling me you're able to set aside all of this and say, okay, Joshua, like, if, let's, I'm, I'm going to be Joshua for a minute. Yeah. Like, from whatever training I've had as an actor, yeah. as a performance coach, what it probably gifts I came into this lifetime with, whatever I, I can often tell a lot about someone's personality and their behavior mm-hmm. without them opening their mouth. Yes. Okay, so I'm Josh. So I have this superpower, <laughs> but what I'm going to do is mm-hmm. I'm going to go into this interaction and mm-hmm. I'm going to set all that information, whether it's sensory feeling, like right. this person makes me comfortable, uncomfortable. Yes and data yes 
and I'm going to stay open as long as possible yes. to what this person shows up with. Yes. And at the, and at the same time, when, when a judgment or a thought or, or something that's, that tries to, um, you know, uh, narrow the field, uh-huh. allow that to allow, you know, I'm aware of it and let it go and stay present with the other person. Yes. And do you ever feel like those initial judgments have been like, do you tweak them? Like, oh, I didn't, re- that was, that was right in this way, but wrong in this way. That would be an evaluation. If I'm really open, I wouldn't be doing that. Okay. I'm just saying, are you ever wrong or no? <laughs> like, are well, you- it's not a, well, in, in those spaces, there's no such thing as right or wrong, you know, just but like are the initial judgments, but I, I can't, I can't hold on to that. If, if I'm holding on to that, oh, then so I when I say present- these are, they're not actually set aside, they're actually completely tossed out. They don't exist for you. In that moment, when I'm really present with that right. other person, I, I'm not referencing those. And if and if but they, once she goes to the bathroom, back, <laughs> they're all. I love how it became she really they come quick. Flooding back. Yeah. Why not he? But yeah, anyone, wh- whoever it is, whatever. It's it is. overwhelming. Yeah, because the whole. Or, no, I mean whoever. I don't mean she. I don't mean to put you on the spot. But yeah. Like, but the, the the whole point of it is 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 can I go into an? And here's the point: is here can I go into an open space? Yeah. That is always my personal ideal. I try. Yeah, I try no matter what. I mean, because that's that's in every part of your life. That's your ability to make eye contact with a homeless man on the street. Yes. And try to be. Yes. Sit for a moment with how that makes you feel, what their reality is. It's everyone. I think it speaks to one's compassion, compassion and their capacity for empathy. Yes. Um, And you always want to stay open. And, and as long as it's a healthy relationship. Yeah, given within certain parameters, of, right. of course, yes. But but that's that's the game I've been playing with myself for many, 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 many years. Is is can I can I drop the other considerations and just be present with the other person? And if the and if the other thoughts and feelings come in, can I recognize them and let them go in the moment and and, and go back to the person, go back to the person that I'm I'm in front of. So how do you find this helpful in storytelling? Oh, it's it's essential because everything has to do with a relationship. So when I'm writing, see, here's the thing. It comes it comes down to this, which I know sounds really rather minuscule, but it's key. Mm-hmm. To or through. Josh just put his hands on the air like he was celebrating, like he'd scored a touchdown. <laughs> right. Explain. So a scene is either going to go to a certain point where the contraction shows up, where the fight shows up, where the impasse shows up, however you want to experience it. It goes to something or it goes through something. We go through the uh, uncomfortable. We go through that challenge. We go through whatever it is and we start to get into new territory of what could be on the other side. And not only is that in art, and in storytelling and in our creative process, but it's also in relationship for all of life. Because if I continually go to a certain point in our relationship, and I only go to that certain threshold, I can never go beyond it. I always have to go through that to to keep going. Mm. So if we put in like self-helpy psychotherapeutic terms, it would be okay. like, what is my capacity for intimacy before I shut down? Yeah. Like, what is my li- li- limit? Right. And, and that's the closing, right? So how long can I keep open? How long can I stay in that open space without trying to define or, or, or judge or, or, you know, lock it down? 
And how does this relate to your earlier point about when does a relationship begin? Well, that's, some people would say, like, if I start forming the relationship based on the very first time I hear your name, right, and and whatever open or contracted or point of view thing that that person who's telling me about you, it's already starting to inform me, even though we haven't met yet. So does the relationship start then based on that limited perspective? Do you, do you see what I'm saying? And that has import. Yeah, to in the age of like online media and infinite texting and messaging, mm-hmm. and people have relationships without ever actually meeting. Yes. In person, right? So many people now. Yes. Like work relationships, all sorts of stuff where you actually haven't ever seen their face. Yeah, and that so that relationship has already started, and so people go, "Oh, well, this is our first date," and I'm like, "Really? Is it? Is it really your first date? Do you know what I mean? Is it really?" Mm. And so opening up that really helps to, uh, when you're in the creative process and you're writing, it really helps to to bring more truth and honesty and, and, and nuance to those relationships. I thought you were going to go into like a different sort of kar- oh. karmic no. reincarnation. Like, you know, people are like, oh, well, your mother and your father are your mother and your father because... Like psychically, you guys were incarnated into a family together because there's some important connection. And and your relationship actually began eons ago. You you if you want to you could go down that road, but I'm 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 here to be pragmatic. Okay, I'm just really practical today. Okay. Yeah, it's like literally when does the relationship? I mean, if if you're talking about storytelling or writing a script, when does or creating a narrative? When does this relationship start? You know where this shows up a lot in narrative that mm. you can kind of notice is characters talking about another character mm-hmm. they haven't met yet. Mm-hmm. Just like in life, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There, I hate using this example. I've used it so many times. But the verdict, there's a scene where Paul Newman is the underdog. Uh-huh. And a friend of him says to him, I think the, the, the big shot attorney is going to defend the hospital uh-huh. and not Catholic archdiocese. They're like, Ed Kincaid, the, the, the archangel of death, or mm. like the merchant of death. Mm-hmm. And Paul Newman's character has not m- met him yet in mm-hmm. person, mm-hmm. but the relationship has already begun. Like the fear has already started. Yes. That's a great example. Right. Yeah. Um, and and they very, and Sidney Lumet very intelligently cuts directly from that line mm-hmm. to the first time we see Ed Kincaid with all of his attorneys his junior attorney is basically running the show. Mm-hmm. So just an example from the world of storytelling, but it, 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 it does raise the question of like, how do we... Devil, Devil Wears Prada, that, that opening sequence where the boss, what's her name, is coming in to... to Anna Winter's character uh, is played by Glenn Close, I believe. Yeah. So we don't meet her. We meet all the reaction that she's creating before she comes to work. It's common. Yeah. yeah. So that's another way of introducing... Uh, the Churchill movie that Gary Oldman just won an Oscar for. Yeah. Darkest Hour or mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah. Uh, they, they, that, that, it's that opening. Mm-hmm. Everyone talking about Churchill, and then you finally meet him in the bathtub. Yes. Yes. You know, Which is a little bit of a twist there, right? right. So the bathtub. It's, it's, there's yeah. a water element is there. Yes. Which I know you love. I love it. What is that, Pisces? <laughs> so Pisces. Oh, you're you know? really indoctrinated. I'm yeah. so embarrassed that I knew that. <laughs> I was like, Josh is one. <laughs> I know that water is Pisces. <laughs> you know, it's murky water, you know, and he's he's there in, in a tub. He's surrounded by the unconscious needs. So if someone is mapping out, like, mm. a novel or a short story... He's or very vulnerable in, in the tub. Okay. He is very vulnerable. Okay. 
Churchill, so. which is opposite of of you know the the power thrust that you would mo- you know if you were thinking of Churchill. So it makes him very human. Yeah, yeah. So it's interesting. Great yeah. choice. Great choice. Good job. Mm-hmm. Congrats, Gary Oldman. <laughs> I, well, no, no, that's what I was wondering. Like, uh, how else? Like, how else? If you are the writer of this, like, how does this question of when does a relationship begin inform your storytelling? When I meet someone, their behavior constantly either confirms or denies my original assumptions. So if I meet someone in a high profession like a lawyer and I expect them to comport themselves in a certain way and then they start to reveal other parts of their character like they're alcoholic or something like that or, um, or they're penny pinching or something like that, then, then I get to see other parts of their character that don't match or don't track to that. Right. And, and the converse, if I, if I meet someone who's a homeless person on the street or, and, and they have... You know, they have a certain way of, you know, they only eat organic. It's like, wow, <laughs> okay, you're homeless, but you only eat organic. Interesting. Mm-hmm. You know, because we, we all have parameters. parameters. Um, and then the to and through aspect, which is, which is really at the base of, of all relationship-based films, because the same contraction, the same uh, fight point, the same resistance area is going to keep coming up. They're going to keep getting caught on the same in the same zone. And what we want to see is we want to see them go beyond that. We wait for that moment T- to go through to something else. Because if they keep stopping at that stopping point, it's going to end in like a divorce or a murder or something other than uh, a deepening of the relationship. And that's why people in tele- television writers are masterful at that. Because in television, the character cannot entirely transform at any given time because then the show's over and it's unlike film. So they have to maintain that character mm-hmm. in their basic personality type mm-hmm. and emotional state mm-hmm. for seasons while still having them grow in relationship. And so it's a dance. They, do you see what I'm saying? Like, I do. Mm-hmm. Cause they, and they have to keep pushing and altering relationships, but they always have to work from the fundamental archetype of who that character is and the, the way they're going to make decisions. Like Don Draper always has to be a little bit of a philanderer, mm-hmm. an alcoholic in denial of his past, hiding a secret, but they also have to make him develop in his relationship to the extent that they can. Some would argue that like he doesn't at all, but anyways, until to some, the final season. To some degree, yeah. And, and we also need to see the character make gains. And then and, and those episodic um, shows, we also see uh, characters lose ground in a, in a compelling way. Like, you know, they upward spiral, upward spiral, and then they're going to downward spiral. They're going right. to go back into their alcoholism or their other you know, their less than desirable <laughs> behaviors. Names. Yeah, so two things here which is open and close how open can i be how how much can i stay open and allow notice because you know when you start making judgments you start you start doubling down on your noticings and then you start trying to justify all the noticings i've already done but if i can stay open then i, I actually have more 360 to pull from more more mm-hmm. more ways of perceiving right um, and then the other thing is at some point you have to start making definitive choices like they're an extrovert or they're an introvert it's it's a weird paradox that one has to work with in, in storytelling, but it's 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 fruitful. Fruitful. 
fruitful was the name we were going to call our podcast but instead we called it notes on your notes please go to the itunes store and rate it it's super helpful for us and also you can check us out on facebook notes on your notes and instagram at notes on your notes josh posts new interesting writing prompts and perspectives on character on all those platforms the music on this show is courtesy of kevin cloud and the sound editing is courtesy of me we'll talk to you next week Thank you.